Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. Welcome to the podcast. That's number one on your drunk dial list. Hashtag, Hashtag just saying. Yes. Get another Friday with us. <laughs> but in your case, it could be any day. Oh, it's any day today. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for jumping in again. Woo, jump. jump I Jump around. I am still Tara. I'm still Sean. Yes. As far as I know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> jump up, jump up, and get down. <laughs> Real quick, I was um, trying to figure out if I should mention this or not. Mention it. Um, yeah. Yes. I, I, I'm going to mention it because I don't know. Because damn it, I'm going to mention it. <laughs> Okay, I have not gotten a ton of sleep this week, so if I'm a little off, perhaps that we'll just blame that on that. Yeah, if she doses off right here, um, I'll just smack her upside the back of the head. You can punch me in the back of the head. Pow. Uh, no, I, took, I literally took two naps today. I took a nap at lunch. That was an hour. Uh, no, I get a longer one now. Uh, okay, quick, quick aside. Um, I had had a meeting with my boss, uh, the new the new boss that I have. And I said, "Damn it, I'm going to take a longer lunch." <laughs> no, no. Okay, what you say? She uh, she said something. We were talking about productivity and things like that. And she said, "When do you go on break?" And I said, "I don't go on break." When I want to. And I uh, know I don't take a break. <laughs> what, and she the, goes, "A little fifteen minutes." Yeah, I don't take. Yeah. I don't take it. I usually don't either. And she goes, "My whole day is a break." And she goes, you don't, I know, really? <laughs> and she goes, you don't take a break? And I said, no, it's, you know, it's not like I'm performing like. I don't drink, I don't smoke, what do I need a break for? What do you do? Don't drink, don't smoke. <laughs> what do you do? Um, <laughs> meth. <laughs> so. Smoking in the boys' room. <laughs> so I, anyway, so I said, well, I don't, um, you know, I don't, I don't take a break. It's not like I'm doing, I'm sitting at my cubicle, it's not as if I'm doing these, like, I'm performing these, like, you know, tasks, these, I'm not lugging things across a warehouse or anything, it's, I'm sitting at a cubicle, literally just punching, uh, in, information into, into a system, so it's like, I don't think that that's particularly strenuous work, when I go to lunch, I purposely go out and close my eyes, uh, sometimes I fall asleep, <laughs> sometimes I do not, uh, because it's, it can be very taxing on the on your eyes to stare at a screen for nine hours. Mm-hmm. So she, even though I'm like, when I got my new glasses, the the woman was like, "Oh, do you? What do you do?" And I said, well, "I look. I, I, I see." I said, "I um, I I, I do uh, I do uh, uh, health insurance. I I do enrollment and stuff." And she goes, "Oh, she says, so you're at a computer all day?" And I said, "Yeah." So su- supposedly, my lenses are supposed to help. With staring at a computer screen, although I've noticed no difference. Mm-hmm. Who's to say? So she, my boss says, so I says to Mabel, I says, <laughs> so my boss says to me, um, well, you should take a break. You're entitled to it. Yes. And I said, well, I know, but what am I going to do? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't smoke, as you said, and I don't, you know, what am I going to do? Wander around the building for 15 she's, minutes? <laughs> she's getting close to wanting the drink. So she's, I, some days, yes. So she says to me, I would, I, if she goes, if oh, it comes down to it, I know. She says, if it comes down to it, I would rather you tack it onto your lunch. 
So now I get go. now I get an hour and fifteen minute lunch. Yay! Because she was like, "Just take it, please." Long a nap. Exactly. And this week it's been so bad. You should probably get that in writing. <laughs> I I guess I should have, but she was like, "I just do that, and keep, I'll be happy." Uh, get it in writing. Make a few copies. <laughs> keep one at your desk. Keep one in the car. She comes knocking so, on the window an hour later. Just grab it and hold it up like this. I've I've been doing it for a couple of weeks now, and like, go away. And nobody has said anything to me. Like nobody's really noticed that I'm doing it. She's like, I could have fucking been doing this all along, but I'm too honest. So anyway, so that's been that. And uh, I, for some reason, now my husband um, has sleep apnea. So he has a CPAP machine, um, and usually he doesn't snore. It's just the little whoosh sound of the of the CPAP machine, which I've gotten used to. <laughs> I'm a very, very light sleeper. Last time I heard whoosh <laughs> was on Married with Children as a description of a flush. Oh, really? A whosh. Yeah. Uh, I'm a very light sleeper. Uh, it I doesn't, have a light one, too. Yeah, it doesn't take much to wake me. So... <laughs> I've been I've been getting like two three hours a night all week because he's been snoring. Um, so last night, last night I had finally hit my limit. I woke up at like three o'clock in the morning. He woke me up, and I I didn't get to bed until like one. I beat him with a pillow. <laughs> no, but I did kick him <laughs> under the covers. I was like, "Will you shut the fuck up?" And I kicked him, and it didn't work. He just snored right through it. Wow. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> and I finally had just had enough. And I went out into the, the living room. So I'm, I'm laying on the sofa trying to fall asleep. <clears throat> now, I have gas heat in one half of my house and electric heat in the other. But So I'm in the section, folks, that has gas heat. Now, gas heat is basically like hot water running through pipes. Mm. That's what it sounds like. So... <laughs> I'm laying on the sofa trying to fall asleep, and all I hear is, Shh. it's literally like rain on pipes, and it's just water, and it's this tinkling noise, and I'm just laying there going, really? Really? And I'm just sitting there going, what's worse? What's worse? So I finally gave up at 4 a.m. and went back into the bedroom, and I said, I'm just going to close my eyes and hope I get like an hour of sleep. And before you know it, the alarm goes off. Oh, yes. Yes. So, I... Didn't even feel like 10 minutes. It didn't. And I actually contemplated calling in because I was so... Mm -hmm. Just like, I'm like, oh, fuck. I was uh, so... Boss, I'm going to take a day lunch. How's that sound? (laughs) (laughs) Four-hour lunch. (laughs) But it's like, at my work, we have to submit our time cards by... uh, uh, We have to... It's a program, a computer program. So we go in and you enter in your time. So I had to do that on Wednesday and submit it so that I could get paid next week, which is always nice. And yeah. um, so it, if I had called in because I had already put in my hours for, for Friday, it would have completely messed things up and I would have had to have done a lot of shit to, to fix it. <laughs> so I'm like, Ugh. it's not worth it. I'm just going to bite the bullet so i'm running about two and a half hours of sleep (laughs) she's running on fumes 
Ah, uh, yeah. But I did take my uh, hour and 15 minute nap. <laughs> and then I was waiting for Sean. Hello. So I was sitting on the <laughs> sofa and I'm like, and I just sat there and I crossed my arms and I was like, ugh. <laughs> and I, uh, I just took like a maybe a 20 minute nap. I'm trying to revitalize myself. <laughs> I'm refreshed. Sort Yay. of. Yeah. But now you've eaten too. That should help. I, you'd think. <laughs> you would think. At least help you through this. Oh, no, I'm fine. I'm not going to like pass out and fall asleep. It's just, you know, when you get like tired and just like, sometimes I get tired and I get like, mm. Fuck mm-hmm. everything. And then sometimes I get tired and I'm just like yeah. a complete idiot. Mm-hmm. So who's to say? I don't I don't think I'm 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 not in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. I'm in a I'm in a fair mood, I'd say. Good. I'm in a fairly fair <laughs> mood. But we have we had a uh you came on a good night. Ah. <laughs> uh we got we got a lot of good Skeet. stuff. Yeah, we got a lot of good stuff, so I'm gonna Jump right into it. Yeah, I'm gonna shut up so we can get we can get all this <laughs> stuff done. God, we have an agenda today. Yeah. It's so rare that Sean and I come to the mics with agendas. <laughs> We're usually winging it, or we got a couple <laughs> of this and that's. Uh, sometimes it's like, oh, let's just talk about this. Yeah, we got some, we got some different stuff tonight. I want to start off with this one. Let's do it. Something that happened yesterday in Quincy. This is our- <laughs> This is an article from the Patriot Ledger. Okay. Quincy police rescue Batman. <gasps> now, this is this sounded too funny that it has to be on our show. <laughs> Wait. Did he have a flat tire on the Batmobile? <laughs> nope, but I do got pictures. Oh, okay. I'm gonna hold it up for you and I'll hold it up for the video. Okay. We um It's actually a picture. Okay. We record a video version of the podcast. We post that up on YouTube. You can find it. Hashtag just saying. It's very easy to find. Usually we're doing something stupid in the thumbnail. (laughs) Her hands are up and I'm always doing something weird. My hands are usually up. This will be the still. It's ridiculous. Uh, Quincy police stepped in to help a superhero in need of assistance Thursday morning. For us, that was yesterday. (laughs) No, it wasn't Batman down. It was simply a life-size stuffed replica of the Dark Knight left on a stoop at the corner of an intersection, uh, says one sergeant. I'm leaving names and streets up. Okay. Someone called it in because they thought it was a person having a medical episode or an overdose. (laughs) Batman overdosed! Call came in at 9.20 a.m. I didn't tell her about this because I wanted a normal reaction from this. Batman OD. <laughs> the officer was relieved to find the stuffed Batman instead of a person and gave everyone at the police station a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant said that the caller did the right thing by calling police, even though it turned out to be Batman. Right. Uh, quote, we want to stress the fact that this person's doing the right thing and had legitimate concerns. I don't want to discourage anyone from calling us. Uh, it wasn't Quincy PD's only run-in with a life-size stuffed animal this week, because they had a visit from Tuck, who was a four-foot stuffed teddy bear, which I was there for. They brought it into our, our office to do some video and really? p- picture taking. It's one of those things where like the bear goes from department to department. He gets like shuffled around, and they okay. do funny stuff with it. Um, 
Four Foot Stuff Teddy Bear from the Mass Coalition for the Homeless. Uh, Tuck spent the day hanging out with uh, one of the sergeants and checked out a self-defense class, helping police take down thieves, stealing packages off doorsteps, hiding from police canine, mace, and actually danced with one of our captains. So the stuffed bear took self-defense. Somehow. <laughs> I'm going to knock the stuffing out of you. <laughs> Uh, so, that's weird that's pretty much it here comes a photo oh my god it looks like they overdosed on heroin <laughs> and for the youtube it's literally like it's it's uh for 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 everybody out there it's like this little batman guy and he's just slouched and his arms are just laying beside <laughs> him he's got one leg out weird it just looks messed up watch this be the still yeah, you know what? Remind <laughs> me. Remind me after the show. I'll take a picture of it, post it up on the, uh, on the Instagram where yes. we also are, on the Facebook where we also are. <laughs> so yeah, some caller walked by or, or um, drove by and saw him sitting there like that at the corner. Uh, and thought it was somebody that was overdosed. I don't know that I would have mistaken that for a person. If you're on foot, I would have walked over and said, Are "You okay?" And then realized <laughs> it's a stuffed animal. Hey, hey. You did? <laughs> Give a little poke. <laughs> Get my poking stick. <laughs> Give Batman a little poke. Boop. Speaking of Batman, Gotham comes back. Yes. Uh, the the first. So next Thursday. <laughs> the first. The first. Next Batman Thursday. Batman the first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind, of, I'm kind of excited about that. Not wicked excited, but excited enough. So yeah, if you want, to, if you want to see the picture of the stuffed animal, or not animal, the stuffed <laughs> Batman, which is life size. Yeah. Uh, check out the YouTube video. You. <laughs> or the uh, social media. I'm gonna post that up in a little while. Yeah. Oh, so much to do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is a quick hour and twenty minutes that we usually have. Yeah. Sometimes it goes by quickly. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, oh boy. The other thing I just want to mention real quick was recently the U.S. women's uh, hockey team beat Canada and uh, won the gold. Oh, Canada, <laughs> you have maple syrup. Yum! <laughs> and I don't know what else. <laughs> you have that shitty ham that you call bacon. Ham! <laughs> ham! <laughs> But <clears throat> I'm legit sitting there going, what does Canada have? You have dry. Canada dry. <laughs> they have Mounties. They have what? Mounties. Oh, they always get that man. <laughs> but um, recently one of their women uh, players was so upset about losing mm -hmm. that right after she had a silver medal pinned on her, she ripped it right off in front of everybody. I saw a still of it. Yeah. Like, we understand you being mad that you lost. You didn't get the gold. Right. Don't rip your medal off in front of everybody. Wait till you get in the locker room and then rip it off and toss it if you want. It just shows... Not, not only are you expressing your anger in front right. of everybody, but also I think it shows a little disrespect. Be happy you, well, got, be happy you got a medal. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's people who hustled who didn't get one. Mm -hmm. Lord knows the men's team didn't. 
<laughs> and the, the silver medal is better than bronze. Be happy you didn't yeah. get a bronze. Yeah. And I was, uh, matter of fact, I was talking to a friend of mine last night about that. And because uh, she's actually been kind of watching a little bit of the Olympics. And she's like, we haven't been doing well at all. No, we haven't. And I'm like, okay, no. then. If you look at the listing of like the amount of medals. Yeah. I think we're somewhere around sixth. That's what she said. Six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Canada, you're probably doing better than us. <clears throat> See? You got that going for you, which is nice. And we do have a lot of Canada listeners. We do, oh. actually. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Maple syrup and Canadian bacon. Yeah, you like it. Why now, do huh? you call it bacon? <laughs> ham. <laughs> it's ham. It's a slab of ham. Ham. It's true, though. That always irks me. Whenever I see Canadian bacon, I'm just like, ham! It's ham, you shits! Don't try to fool me into bacon. It's ham. And you won't convince me otherwise. Her opinions don't reflect mine. <laughs> you like Canadian bacon? I like regular bacon. Oh, yeah! Like the regular strips. bacon is the fine. Strips. Canadian bacon is ham. Right. I want ham. I just go to a deli and say, I'll have a half a pound of ham, please. That's right. You say ham and you don't go well, go up to the deli and say, I'd like a little bit of Canadian bacon, please. Tastes no. The, tastes the same. Because they'd look at you like, what? It's not breakfast time. <laughs> it's always breakfast time. <laughs> I am that, you know what? I'm that person too. I don't give a shit. What time I, it is? No, yeah. I don't get a care. I don't care. I'll, I want breakfast for dinner. I'll have breakfast for dinner. I'm mm. fine with that. Breakfast food is delicious. Pancakes. Oh, <laughs> food porn. <laughs> pancakes are the shit. I love pancakes. Food porn. Yeah, look, two boobs. <laughs> French toast. I like French toast, too. I'll even I'll even dabble a waffle mm. now and then. Yeah. Waffles again. Yep. <sighs> we, we just ate in a bowl, and now this is something really good. Eggs. Some eggs. I had eggs for dinner the other night because I, I came home, and it was like, I didn't feel like making anything serious, you know. No. So some, I was like, "Some days I don't want to cook anything either." Yeah, just have a couple of eggs. Mm-hmm. Life is good. So moving on. So with that, just <laughs> what with a silver medal? Oh, but just keep your tone. Like don't keep put your on, tone. don't do something like that. First of all, the media eats it up. Did they? Then you look bad. Then you make uh, your country a little disappointed in you. Yeah. I don't know if any of our Canadian listeners are disappointed in her too, but or whether or not they agree. I I don't know. You know just if keep... you are, you can email Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag just saying g- podcast at gmail dot com. Or the Facebook page. Follow her on Facebook. Just click on where it says email. Oh, <laughs> right. Look at that. You have a direct line. Yeah. Let's uh let's keep moving. We have so much. Oh, it's me now. Your turn. Oh, it's me now. Me. Uh, Sean uh, hooked us up with uh, this little thing called 12 Craziest Things Walmart Employees Have Seen at Work. <laughs> I'm sure there's more than 12, but that's what the article was. Oh, boy. I'm sure. So let's dig into this. I worked in a uh, in grocery as a stalker. We had just finished a stalker. cereal display. <laughs> Creeper! <laughs> they just peek around aisles. Hello. 
Oh, yeah. uh, we had just finished a serial display near the front of the store, compiled of 100 boxes. In comes an older lady, around 60s. Well, wait a minute. That's not old. <laughs> Driving one of the electric carts. She's looking dead on at the display and promptly rams into the thing. Meep, meep. Boxes go everywhere, and she starts apologizing over and over and explains that she's legally blind. <laughs> A customer that was nearby saw everything and asked her how she drove here if she was blind. Exactly. She quickly responded uh, by turning around and leaving the store. <laughs> Peace! You're going to catch me! <laughs> I'm in my cart! Um, I'm only going 10 miles an hour. I feel like she probably didn't need the little wheelabout cart either. No. I see a lot of people on those and I'm like, what do you? what's your ailment? I'd say... Maybe at least 60% of them I call bullshit. Ooh. Sean calling bullshit on the cart. Especially with those ones that you see walking from the car to the store. Yeah. Then they go inside and they look for that little motorized car and (laughs) they sit down like, hey, hey, you can walk. (laughs) You walk just fine here. A customer, a customer reaches into his wallet to hand me the most pathetic attempt at a forged bill I've ever seen. Just a piece of paper. It had 100 and a little smiley face on it. Final alert. Uh, he scanned a 100, printed the front on one piece of paper, printed the back on another piece, and stapled them together. Idiot. Stapled! <laughs> at least use a glue stick. <laughs> I was going to say uh, rubber cement. There you go. Uh, the edges weren't even cut properly. You could see white along the border. I just looked at the guy and said, seriously, he made up some story of someone slipping it into his wallet by accident and walked off. You liar. It was an accident. A bird got into the store and pooped all over everything and ruined thousands and thousands of dollars of merchandise over the course of a month. Eventually, they hired someone to remove it and closed the store for 30 minutes. Revenge poop. They should have just called Lowe's. There are always birds in Lowe's. And Home Depot, yeah. And Home Depot as well. There are quite a few Walmarts. I see birds flying around, but... Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a family who shows up with their pet monkey. <laughs> that seems strange, and I have a lot of follow-up questions. Leave him at home. Spank your monkey at home. <laughs> <laughs> if he's naughty, he must be spanked. Um... Opened up the semi-trailer full of pet food to be greeted by five raccoons staring me down. I'm a full-grown man, but that shit was intimidating. (laughs) Five raccoons? That's a gang. (laughs) A gang of raccoons just grilling you. No thank you. They all look like Black Bart and his gang on (laughs) Christmas Story. (laughs) They all have those little bandanas. Jesus. One day. it's Ralphie. (laughs) (laughs) One day, a woman stole a bottle of perfume and took it to the bathroom. She poured it out into her own container and proceeded to fill the container with her own urine. Then she took the bottle up to returns and tried to return it. Wow. To this day, I have no idea why my manager gave her the refund. Moron. Wow. We'll take pee. (laughs) It's a new scent. What do you got? I'm it's like, called pissed off. <laughs> it's called pissed off, you wanker. Oh, a lady. Woo, a lady needed some material and didn't know how many yards, so she said, 
Can you help me wrap myself in this? <laughs> so there I am wrapping the lady in the material. She was spinning a little bit while I was walking around holding the material and then unwrapping her too. She ended up buying the whole thing. <laughs> My goodness. I had two teens walk in wearing huge iguanas. <laughs> I asked them if they were service animals. <laughs> what the fuck? What kind of service can an iguana do? Nothing. Aside from, like, stare at you. Flip a tongue. Flip his tongue? Your service animal's flipping his tongue at me. I'm very <laughs> unappreciative of that. Like the monkey, leave him home. They didn't know what that was. Asked them if the iguanas provided a service for them. One kid said, well, I think he makes me more attractive. <laughs> you must be ugly. Well, you know what? Ugly motherfucker. It must work because somebody was looking at them. <laughs> <clears throat> Weirdly. Yes. During one of my shifts, a customer came up behind me and started tickling me. <laughs> I, defini <laughs> I definitely wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Uh, let me ask. Uh, the only follow-up question I have for that is, are you like a round person? It must be Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray likes to do that to women. Oh. I remember that in uh, interviews. Really? Yeah. That seems like a strange thing, but Bill Murray is like kind of strange He did to anyway. Scorny Weaver while they were making Ghostbusters. Well. He goes up behind women and picks them up and tickles them. Oh, well, he's going to. He's going to be in trouble for that. <laughs> so if you get uh, tickled from behind out of nowhere, think it might be Bill Murray first. Don't swing. Turn around and find <laughs> out if it's Bill Murray before you punch him in the face. Exactly. Or uh, kick him in the nuts. Oh. We had a customer that came in regularly with a snake. A garden yes. snake. A garden snake, maybe. <laughs> That's not even a pet snake. No, those are small. Word hit management after about a week. Yes, a week. And I overheard them saying when the next time he comes in, they need to know so they could talk to him about it. Apparently, the snake wasn't a service animal, which they can be. How? What? I can't say I've seen the guy since. That's bizarre. I don't know. You know what? It, uh, Take your small snake out of my store. Take your snake. You grab your snake and get out of here. <laughs> My mom was a manager at Walmart. She told me about this woman who was trying to steal a prepaid phone. When she got caught by security, she used a knife she was attempting to open the plastic packaging with to cut the security dude after cutting herself. Then she went on to scream at him that she had AIDS and now he's going to have it for trying to stop her. Uh, Psycho douche. Not only that, but like that... She could get in a lot of legal trouble for that. That's probably it. I hope so. Me too. Bitch. <laughs> and the, uh, I think this is the last one. Yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, we had someone pee on one of our stock carts in the <laughs> middle of the aisle. Someone put it in the back and wrote, don't use, peed on by customer. And I had the picture on my phone for years. Wow. Don't use. Customer pissed. <laughs> Oh, that's a pissed off customer. <laughs> oh my goodness. Woo! They probably want to see if a um, shopping cart can hold pee. No. <laughs> no, can't. the carts can't hold pee. That's gross. That's gross. What is it? Like, people get into Walmart and it's like the everything's out people. the window. 
Everything's out the window in Walmart. It's like driving. Ugh. All the rules and everything are out the window. For most people, yes. Now I want to. I want to play with this. <laughs> now it's like we're in a disco. We have a. Uh... This will be a still. <laughs> Excellent. We have a little revolving light. Usually we put it. Um, outside the door. Outside for uh, recording, Jane. for recording purposes, so people know not to be loud. <laughs> Especially if they fall asleep and snore. <laughs> It, I should have turned the light on. Maybe that would have helped. Welcome to Motel Because kicking them didn't help. <laughs> so what else? Uh, we, we, we're just knocking everything out. Yeah. What else we got here? Well, I got uh, classic songs that were once banned. Oh! <clears throat> banned in the USA. Uh, first one here is called Happiness is a Warm Gun. Oh, dear. 1968. Both John Lennon and Paul McCarthy uh, called this track from the White Album one of their favorite Beatles songs, but the BBC didn't share their enthusiasm. <laughs> the British broadcaster banned it on the grounds that a gun was a uh, considered a symbol. True enough that uh, Lennon actually... Actually? Actually? <laughs> I was thinking to myself, wait. Oh, she's, um, j- I was drinking. trying to drink. So I had to get it in there. Took... Uh, Took a little from the American Gun magazine. Mm-hmm. Quote, I thought it was a fantastic, insane thing to say. A warm gun means that you just shot something. <laughs> Generally, I guess. <laughs> Next one's 1973's Star Star. I don't even know what that is. I have no idea either. Let's learn together. <laughs> no symbolism in this one. <laughs> Between the lyrics, quote, yay, Ali McGraw got mad with, with you. Forgiven head to Steve McQueen. <laughs> Unquote. And the catchy chorus. And the catchy chorus, which repeats the phrase Starfucker a dozen times. <laughs> the Rolling Stones had to know, quote, Star Star would be censored. But not everyone was outraged. As amused Steve McQueen reported gave the Stones permission to use his name. Nice. Good for you, Steve McQueen. <laughs> Goodness. This next one's the year I was born, 77. Only the good die young. Oh, Billy Joel. Yes. From the Stranger album. Boom. <laughs> Excellent album. Uh, a Catholic University radio station boycotted this Billy Joel single, which includes mm-hmm. the lines, quote, you Catholic girls start much too late, mm-hmm. but sooner or later it comes, it comes down, down to, to fate. fate. I might as well be the one. Unquote. <laughs> <laughs> the move backfired. Quote. The minute the kids found out it was banned, they ran out in droves and it became a huge hit. Joel later recalled, noting that the girl in the song, inspired by his high school crush, remains a virgin. Ah, um, It was actually banned in Boston. Was it? Boston, yeah. It was a Boston, the Boston Catholic, the Archdiocese in Boston banned it. And then a lot of other um, radio stations followed suit. But then I got, like, college radio. You always got followers. Yeah. But he had a huge hit for it, and he was actually like, I'm sorry, like, uh, this is probably the only song I actually have knowledge about. That's fine. So, uh... Billy! Yeah. So he said that he was actually happy about it because the song probably would have died a quiet death (laughs) and not even have been, like, as as big a hit had it not been banned. So he says when, um... Still popular now. He says, so people ask me... 
you know, like, how do you, you know, get like a, a hit song, whatever. And he's like, well, get it banned. <laughs> 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 Having a good song is great, but getting a song banned is better. <laughs> Like some of these singers that are one-hit wonders, and they're just proud of that one. That's it. Yeah, some are, and some are not. And I always get like frustrated at the people who like shun that one-hit wonder status. It's like, <laughs> be thankful you're known for something. Yeah, deal with it. It's kind of like uh, this thing I was watching today on on YouTube. Yeah, it's wrestling related, but it has to do with um, people fantasizing about meeting their. Their idols, the stars that they like, mm-hmm. and then finding out they're fucking jerks. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> it's usually better just to want to meet them than to actually get to meet them. Yeah. Our friend Joe and I know that mm. from meeting Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, He's Jake a the Snake. Prick. All he cared about was having eggs that morning. <laughs> See? Eggs. Didn't even look at us. Well. He just took the picture from the guy that was uh, working his table. Signed it. Didn't even look up. Oh. Just gave it to us. Thank you. Because he wanted eggs. Who doesn't? That's so rude. I want my $20 back still. Jake. <laughs> oh, I bet his snake was a service snake. <laughs> <laughs> this is my service snake. <laughs> well, put it back in your pants. <laughs> Next one is Brown Eyed Girl from 67. Oh, Van Morrison. Yep. Who changed the original title from Brown Skin Girl. Ah, yeah. Which wouldn't have gone over well at the time. Or today. Yeah. Maybe in between. <laughs> Not then and now. When the song was written, uh, interracial marriage was still illegal in 17 states. But after hearing the line about making love in the green grass, some radio stations banned Brown Eyed Girl anyway. <gasps> oh. Yes. <laughs> no. Love to love you, baby, from 75. Your year. Yay. Tab, tab's year. Donna Summer simulated 22 orgasms <laughs> in this disco hit. 22? She was aiming high. <laughs> Time magazine kept a tally. <laughs> oh, wow. Can but, you imagine somebody <laughs> keeping track of your orgasms? <laughs> But one would have been plenty for the BBC, which promptly banned it. Summer later spoke to The Guardian about the controversy. Quote, everyone's asking, were you alone in the studio? Unquote. She said, quote, yes, I was alone in the studio. Did you touch yourself? Yes. Well, actually, actually. Actually? I had my hand on my knee. Oh. Unquote. Well, Okay. <laughs> Maybe she's trying to make a point. I was touching myself, but not there. Hmm. Um, 76, Tonight's the Night. Oh, Rod Stewart. Yep. Ooh. Coax the Swedish actress, Britt Eklund, then his girlfriend, into cooing and whispering in French <laughs> at the end of Tonight's cooing. the Night, Gonna Be All Right. Some radio station simply edited that part out. Others blanched the none too sub. Oh, subtle. Little... None too subtle. That's a B. I know. It's a silent B. Oh. <laughs> well, be louder. Oh, the silent B. The lyrics. It's a B. <laughs> Quote, yes. Spread your wings and let me come inside. Ooh. The band 
the song all together. What can you do? Yeah. Come. Oh. 63. Louie Louie. Nobody knows the lyrics to Louie Louie. Yes, no, the Louie Louie. The drunker you are, the goofier the lyrics become. <laughs> That's all I can think about is Animal House and the frat house. They're like, Louie Louie. We gotta go. <laughs> The dirtiest song of the 60s. Decades later, the New Yorkers set out to answer that question about the Kinsmen's uh, garage rock anthem. Many radio stations refused to play Louie Louie, and the FBI studied its lyrics <gasps> to determine if they were obscene. Wow. Here's what they heard. At night at 10, I lay her again. Fuck you, girl. <laughs> oh, all the way. Unquote. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to say that. Actual girls? <laughs> Actual <laughs> lyrics. Three nights and days, I sailed the sea. Me think of girl. Ah, constantly. That is messed up. That's <laughs> yeah, because they, they sing it. They're trying to, like, they sing it in, like, this reggae, reggaeton tone. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can't tell what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Next is 1952, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Oh! Making yes. out with Santa Claus. Jimmy Boyd was just 13 when he recorded this holiday hit about a boy who wakes up to see his mom and dad, parentheses, in his Santa costume, mm. his dad, under the mistletoe on Christmas Eve. Sweet, huh? Not to the Catholic... You said this earlier. Archdiocese. Thank you. Oh, Boston. <laughs> God! Boston again! <laughs> Boston. Why does it have to be Boston? <laughs> We're blast- not bad people, folks. I promise you. Which blasted the song for suggesting a link between Christmas and sex. <gasps> yes. Fuck you, I- girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Uh... Fuck you, girl. Oh, all the way. Local radio boycott ended only after the freckle-faced singer met with church leaders. So, in other words, he had to explain himself. At he 13. did. He did. That's sad, <sighs> but it uh, it happens. I don't get it. Though. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. It doesn't yeah. say how she was kissing. It just says I saw her kissing him. I it doesn't say I saw mommy sucking Dan <laughs> Wing Wong. She was sucking on his candy cane. <laughs> In the rain. <laughs> Under the mistletoe. Ooh. Next is 1964's Leader of the Pack. It was a number one hit. And this archetype of the, quote, teenage tragedy. Jenna recounts a breakup that leads to the death of the singer's biker boyfriend. Lyrics, quote, look out, look out, look out, look out. <laughs> That's really hard to write. <laughs> Accompanied by the rumble of a Harley. Some broadcasters refused to play the song because they felt it glorified motorcycle gangs. Go! Well, I guess you should have met up with some of these people and explained yourself like Jimmy Boyd did. Yeah. Next is 1973's Rocky Mountain High. Ah. 
1971, the FCC ordered broadcasters to quit airing songs that, quote, promote or glorify the use of illegal drugs. Uh, Erring on the side of caution, many decided not to play Rocky Mountain High. John Denver's Denver's tribute to his home state of Colorado, solely because of the last word in the title. Mm. Hi. Hi! (laughs) Denver eventually... Hi, kids! (laughs) Denver eventually testified before Congress and said, quote, This was obviously done by people who had never seen or been to the Rocky Mountains. Now... Rocky now, Mountain High is a whole different... Yeah. <laughs> Ever since last year, they said, oh, let's get ready to legalize marijuana. Yeah. I think Denver or Colorado itself was one of the first places to jump right on that right away. Mm-hmm. Stimulate your mind, Craig. We'll get high. <laughs> <laughs> Next is 65's My Generation. Talking about my generation. Why don't you all... F- the who? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. Why don't you all f- f- fade away? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, girl. Louie, <laughs> Louie. <laughs> I know. It's all awful. the way. <laughs> um, sings Roger Dalty in the Who's Baby Boomer Anthem. Number 11 on the Rolling Stones list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. But it wasn't the sly suggestion of another F word. Hmm. Um, fuck. <gasps> well, even the rejection of all regi- religious and moral principles, often hmm. in the belief that life is meaningless, of, quote, I hope I die before I get old. That triggered the BBC ban. The broadcast just felt that my generation would be offensive to strutters. Oh, dear. Well, what can you do? Next one jumps up to 1996. Oh! Love is a good thing. Ah, uh, depends. <laughs> when you're trying to sleep, no, it's not. <laughs> I need sleep. Every day was a winding row for Cheryl Crow back in the 90s. Her debut album, Tuesday Night Music Club, won three Grammys and sold seven million copies. Then, in 1996, Walmart refused to carry her self-titled second album mm-hmm. because of this track. Uh, 1957, Wake Up Little Susie. Wake up. <laughs> Back in the 50s, you didn't have to go very far to get banned in Boston. <laughs> Come the fuck on! This number one hit for the Everly Brothers in a case of point. Some radio stations decided not to play it because the lyrics raise the question, what were those kids up to before they fell asleep? <laughs> Of course, times changed. In 2000, presidential candidate and born-again Christian George W. Bush said Wake Up Little Susie was his favorite song. Okay. (laughs) Next is 1970s Lola. Oh, nice. The transgender theme was decades ahead of its time and controversial, enough to provoke a ban in Australia. Not Boston, Australia. Finally! But the BBC found another reason to boycott Lola. A line about Coca-Cola, which violated its rules against product placement. The Kinks were on the tour at the time, but frontman Ray flew. Do, Ray. Egon. Flew home to London to change the lyric to Cherry Cola. And time for the release of the single. 
Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Daisy. Uh, Love Me Two Times, 1967. The Doors' sexy second single from Strange Days was banned by a number of radio stations, notably one in New Haven, Connecticut. Ha! <laughs> where frontman Jim Morrison became the first rock star ever to be taken into custody in the middle of a performance. Police charged him with obscenity and incitement to riot. Let him ha! Riot. Take that, Connecticut. Finally, it's not us. 1939, Ding Dong, the Witch is Dead. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. In April 2013, a week after Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher died, this upbeat ditty from the 39's Wizard of Oz became an unlikely hit, reaching number two on the British charts. The sudden surge in sales happened despite a ban by the BBC, which noted that the song was, quote, clearly a celebration of death. Well, yeah, because the witch is dead. Yeah, and she wasn't nice. No! She was a witch. When someone's treating you like crap or like a slave or whatever, and they die, you got to celebrate and rejoice. <laughs> <laughs> and follow the yellow brick road. Yeah. Go free. Be free. <laughs> 66, God Only Knows. Beach Boys. Yep. Brian. I am not a big Beach Boy fan. I like certain songs. Do you? wasn't crazy about all of them, but I like some. Okay. Brian Wilson claimed that the musicians on hand for the recording of God Only Knows called those studio sessions those mag magical, beautiful musical experiences they've ever had. Still, many radio stations view the use of God uh, being boycotted by boycotting the Beach Boys. Heartfelt ballad. <laughs> Wilson had anticipated the reaction and nearly changed the title and lyrics, but in the end decided to stick with what he said was, quote, a spiritual word. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Take a deep breath, Sean. <clears throat> the thing for me is I'm trying to read quickly, but at the same time, my eyes sometimes re uh, repeat the same line. Mm. And I'm trying to say the next line while I'm doing that. It's 1970. Timothy. Timothy. <laughs> this, this one is unusual in that Rupert Holmes... <gasps> Rupert Holmes?! The Pina Colada guy? Yes. Best known for 1979's Escapade, the Pina Colada song. Getting caught in the rain. <laughs> Wrote it for an unknown group with the hopes that their debut single would be banned. <laughs> he got Here's your song, you piece of shit. I hope you get banned. <laughs> you assholes. And he got his wish. Timothy, a song about trapped miners. Oh my God. Who resort to cannibalism. What? Gained enough attention to break the top 20, uh, a band Holmes that had discovered emerged as a one-hit wonder. Wow. Wow, let me write a song about trapped people and cannibalism. <laughs> oh, my go. gosh. Good luck. <laughs> I kind of want to hear that now. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we go to 1986, Walk Like an Egyptian. Oh, the Bengals. Two days after 9-11, the radio giant Clear, Clear Channel, now known as iHeartMedia, sent a memo citing, quote, um, lyrically questionable songs to its 1,000-plus stations. The titles ran from Peter, Paul, and Mary's Leaving on a Jet Plane to Led Zeppelin's Stay Away to Heaven 
Two Bruce Springsteen's I'm on fire. But the Bengals' harmless conf- confection walked like an Egyptian, stood out, and helped discredit the entire list. I can't think of anything in Walk Like an Egyptian that would have had a band. <laughs> Me neither. Dun, 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 dun. I, but I don't know all the words. I just know like the... Walk Like an Egyptian. Yeah, I know the chorus and the, the rhythm of the song is like... Bitch. Oh my God. 1964's Gloria. Uh, Van Morrison again. Yep. In the Grammy Hall of Fame, this Van Morrison song, written when he was lead singer of them, scared off Chicago radio stations with lines like, quote, She comes around here. Just about midnight. She makes me feel so good. Lord. I was thinking of now. It's like on Jeopardy when Alex Trebek has to read the words. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Like, I feel like Alex Trebek here. <laughs> Lord, I want to say she makes me feel all right. <laughs> Two years what later. What is <laughs> Gloria? Man... <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Two years later, the shadows of, of night, a Chicago proto-punk band toned down the lyrics and turned the garage rock classic into a top mm. ten hit. 1957, Great Balls of Fire. Get some cream. (laughs) Fuck that girl. (laughs) Jerry Lee Lewis. (laughs) Who attended Bible school in Texas, was himself uncomfortable with the sexual overtones of this early rock and roll classic. Shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. (laughs) And didn't help that Great Balls of Fire was a down-home expression considered blasphemous by Southern Christians. Even so, the radio ban wasn't widespread, but soon after that, Lewis was blacklisted nationwide when the press learned he married his 13-year-old cousin. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, that was a bad move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, within the past few weeks, um, we've been getting the movie stations for free over the weekends. Yep. And I, I actually watched Great Balls of Fire. And... Oh, um, Quaid. Which Quaid? Dennis. Dennis Quaid! That's it. I knew one of one of the Quaids were, was in that. And Renola Ryder. That was Winona Ryder? I believe it was. Wow. it's I, I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, it's her. <laughs> she played the 13-year-old. Jeez. But I think they moved out to 15 for that, though. Yeah, well. Still underage. Doesn't, doesn't make it better. <laughs> uh, last one's 1990, Justify My Love. Um, is that Madonna? Yep. Oh, gosh. She's yearning, burning. <laughs> in the song. That's the arty black and white video. She got great balls of fire. <laughs> of anonymous sex <laughs> that provoked the band by MTV. Yeah. Of course, the queen of pop lives for this shit. She really does. <laughs> As a biographer Mark Bego told Entertainment Weekly, quote, throwing a scandal Madonna's way is like throwing gasoline on a fire. How has, how has Justify My Love the only Madonna song that made this list? <laughs> I don't know. Because I thought people were really pissed about Like a Prayer. I think they were. Yeah. I don't know. She crazy. Now, before we get into... She's slutty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I didn't say that. <laughs> he said that. Don't sue me. 
She can afford lawyers, dude. I can't afford shit. Um, I'm not gonna read this whole thing because uh. You can do what I do. The other one just. Narrowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the basis of this is that uh, have you guys? I don't know if you guys have gotten to the movie theaters yet and seen uh, Black Panther. Uh, I, I myself haven't got to see it yet because I'm trying to. I, I like to see these things in um their natural order, so I'm trying to sit down and watch Thor, the uh, Thor Ragnarok soon, so that I can I can go and see Black Panther. I'm hoping to see it. Yeah, Joe, she hasn't gotten to it yet. <laughs> I'm hoping to see it in a couple of weeks. Joe hasn't seen Thor either. He was telling me the other day, uh, couple uh, the uh, Monday, whatever Monday we hung out. I don't know. I'm sleepy. So, <laughs> um, it's brought in about $235 million, uh over the four-day holiday weekend. We just had a holiday weekend. Uh, we had President's Day. We want another one. Oh, God, I'd love another one. Thank you. <laughs> I said thank you like there was something you could do about it. <laughs> I'd love another one. Thank you. <laughs> and pass the biscuits. <laughs> um, so, I, it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's, it's, um, it's a big deal. So, uh, good for them. <laughs> no, I mean I got like I don't want to read the read the whole thing. So, but I mean well, some of these that we just want to narrow it down. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. I gave you guys our... a gist. It it's made a ton of money. It's record shattering. It's uh. It's up there with the Star Wars movies. Later. Yeah, it's it's breaking, breaking ceilings. Kaboom! It's breaking bad. Yeah. So we because well because we promised you guys we were gonna do a kicking at old school this week. Yeah. Which. Now that I said kicking it old school, we should have some music playing right wow. here. Yes. Kicking <laughs> He's jamming. Jamming to the music left in your head? Yeah. So why don't you tell the good folks what kicking it old school is about this week? We are going over 90s music that we used to listen to and hope that you used to listen to. That I still listen to. <laughs> and I know a few people that still listen to it. Right. Well, 90s hip-hop was the best hip-hop. Yes. <laughs> he was, you got very violent on that. Hip-hop, yes. R&B in the 90s was yes. the dope. It was... Dope? Yeah. 90s, 90s R&B was the best. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You had all the all the awesome groups and stuff. Yep. I have a list. <laughs> Sean's got a list, so let's... Uh, the whole page. Let's, cra- let's crack that <laughs> bottle open. My number one favorite, Jodeci. Which I briefly mentioned about last week, and how uh, for years the song "Lately" it wasn't put on the second album like it was supposed to be. Canada and the UK gets it. I don't know why we didn't get it. Okay, because they got silver. <laughs> well, someone they didn't like their silver. Oh. I, because I uh, years later I got my hands on the sing- singles thanks to eBay. Yeah. Lately. Five versions, three versions, which are on this one. Nice. So you uh, you can hear it anytime you want now. Damn straight. <laughs> Plus, I've been on eBay, and I got the uh, version of the album with uh, Lately on it. Yeah. Pissed me off for years. <laughs> Sean! Pissed I am me off livid. for years. But I'm enjoying the shit out of it these days. Nice. And also, of course, with them um, not singing after 96, Casey and JoJo did their own thing for four, uh, a couple of years. So, them. They had a, a, a huge job. Now, I don't know uh, 
you you guys out there like what your you know where you are, but um, I'm here. if if you <laughs> listen to this stuff and you're like I want to check out some of uh, the music that we're, we're talking about, Casey and JoJo had a huge album with uh, Love Always. Mm-hmm. That was a huge album for that had um, uh, All My Life on it. That was probably one of the biggest ones. Yeah, that's like one of their biggest singles ever. So if this isn't what you'd like, it was like, oh, I don't normally listen to that. I think I'll listen to that. Start with that. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention. Yes. Uh, my version lately. Yes. The uh, five tracks on it. <laughs> yes. I got two copies. <laughs> of course you do. I told you I was going to make up for that. I did. There you go. At one point, I was able to get a second copy. I keep them in the same thing. Remember, cause singles. The single for that that we got sucked. It was a live version from the Uptown Unplugged on both sides. I understand. I was really pissed. Uh, my next one, Tevin Campbell. Can we talk? Sure. For a minute. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> oh. Hey. Well, the world goes round and round. Tell me what you want me to do. <laughs> oh, crap. Yes, people, this skit is concerning a lot of his songs. Yes, yes. <laughs> a lot of good ones. Yeah, Tevin Campbell was, uh, was that pretty good. Huh? That worked out great. Huh? That worked out great. It did. It did. Tell me what you want me to do. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I'll come back to that one. Drew Hill. Drew Hill. Mm. They were huge in the 90s. They were kind of like the Jodeci after Jodeci. <laughs> they were post-Jodeci? Mm-hmm. Fair enough. One of my favorites was um, We're Not Making Love No More, These Times, mm-hmm. How Deep Is Your Love. Enter the Drew was a good album. Mm-hmm. Really good album. After Jodeci, Drew Hill was the shit. <laughs> Truth. Uh, first... And... No, I'm just oh. listening. Uh, first, I'm going to say this as a group because this concerns everybody. New edition. Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, Ralph. Johnny. Ah, yeah. Nobody ever says Johnny. What are you, mother? <laughs> Bell Bit DeVoe, Bobby Brown, Johnny Gill, and Ralph Tresvant. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I actually follow Michael Bivens on Instagram. Oh, do you? Yeah. What did he, I, he got to say? I st- what does he got to say? I don't know. <laughs> well, he, he likes to post these positive messages. He's big into helping, um, like, entrepreneurs. He, uh, he like, wants to help with business startups and things like that. Like, if you have, like, a clothing line or something. We want to get a shop started. <laughs> Bivens! <laughs> Give me money! <laughs> Sponsor us! <laughs> Bivens! Help! Do it now! <laughs> yeah, Please. every now and then he posts old school pictures from New Edition, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, next one's 3T. 3T. You might have to help me with that one. Oh, there's three guys. Okay. <laughs> one of them, I think, was like Tito Jackson's son or something like that. Really? One of Michael's brothers' son, I think, was one of the three. The huge hit was um anything okay 
which was pretty much the only song I listened to. <laughs> That's fair. I still listen to. I recently actually got actually actually got the uh, maxi CD single of it uh, off eBay recently because the versions like the cool out cool out mix or something like that. I okay. like it, I like it better than the original. Thing at the time, I always enjoyed the remixes of uh, all these songs over the originals. Yeah, sometimes the remixes are like so much better when they change the beat up. Mm-hmm. Or just like the pace of the song, and you just go, oh, that's so much better. Why didn't they do that originally? I was saying that to mm-hmm. uh, Tyro when we were on the way to get food tonight. Yes. Example would be Ralph Treads Vance, Do What I Gotta Do. The video version was not on the uh, CD or album. It was actually like a remix. Mm-hmm. That pissed me off. <laughs> Bell Bids Vos, When Will I See You Smile Again? Video yeah. version was the one that was on the WBBD Boot City remix album. Jeez, that's a mouthful. <laughs> and I nailed it like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> I bossed that shit up. <coughs> BBD. <laughs> Thought it was me. Well, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, that, that happened quite a bit. A remix album... Oh, the remix being better than the album. Uh, next, at the time in the 90s, I heard Come Baby Come by K7. K7. I don't know any other song by them than that. Uh, I actually have their CD somewhere. Um, <coughs> I'm trying to remember. Shit. What do you got to give me love and then you got to give me a song? Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to remember off the top of my head. <laughs> Unfortunately. That's the only one I remember. The other was Intro, who had the hits Come Inside and a ver- their version of Stevie Wonder's Ribbon in the Sky. Yes. Yeah, I have one of their albums. I forget what the heck it's, it's called. <laughs> but anyway. But with that album, those mm-hmm. were like the two biggest hits. And when the single for Come Inside came out, I, I still have the cassette single. In a box with a bunch of others. Mm-hmm. I always love the Piano Man remix version, which you can find on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I my thing is with the drum beats. Yeah, that's why the remixes to me are a lot better. And that's fair. Going back to the Ralph Tresman, do what I got to do. You can actually go on iTunes or like Amazon Digital Music, and they now have like expanded versions of some of these albums. Mm-hmm. So, which they list as disc one. They scroll down and it says disc two, but they're not discs. But they broke it up. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll you'll find other versions mm-hmm. and shit. Uh, next will be shy. And if I ever fall. <laughs> that was like their big song. Mm-hmm. That Comforter album. Comforter. That was my yeah. favorite song of the album. Yeah. Yeah, they they were huge, and then they had a um, a song in Belly House Cop Three. Really, I don't even remember that because <laughs> that movie was so bad. Uh, the song this uh, this is where you belong, the place where you belong. That was on the on the movie, and yes, that was a bad one. Yes, it was. It was very bad. Silk. Right. Who had the big big hit? Freak, Freak me. me. Which again, the remix for the twelve inch remix was better. 
And of course, a lot of people probably use that as their fucking song. Aww, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad, but true. Kind of mixed two song, let's get it on. Freak mm, me, baby. Marvin Gaye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Freak me, baby. Oh, goodness. I move up to Coolio. Coolio. So first we had like hits like Fantastic Voyage. Yes. And then one of my favorites, Gangsta's Paradise from Dangerous Minds movie. Yeah. And then he had like uh, one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Try to remember some of the other ones from uh, the album <clears throat> that I have. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. Now the big one at the time was R. Kelly and Public Announcement. Yeah, R. Kelly was big in the 90s. And his album was called Born in the 90s. Or oh. Born into the 90s. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> Aha! Sound like the Austin Family Guy. Aha! Right. But uh, he had, um, I think, four big hits off of that album. That was before he went solo and said, fuck you to public announcement. Right. Because 12 Play was his big album. Mm hmm. <laughs> I don't see nothing wrong. He doesn't. He doesn't see anything wrong with it. <laughs> nope. At all. It's like he didn't see anything wrong about peeing on people. Oh, I thought you were going to say that, and I hoped you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. Good day. I said good day. Real quick, I just want to add somebody real quick, because uh, yeah. he may or may not be on your list, but Key Sweat. Uh, I love Key Sweat. Um, what is it? He had a, a big hit with I Wanna, and then he had a song that's like Make You Sweat or something like that was a good song. Make You Sweat? Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, and then, of course, like he had a couple of big hits. I think those were in the late 80s, but in the, then in the 90s he had like um, Nobody and Twisted. <clears throat> Got me twisted. So, yeah. Boom! Key Sweat. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one that I like too. Is um, when I give my love to you. When I give my love. I don't to know. You. Is that Key Sweat? I believe so. Oh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say? Babyface. Ah, yes. It's for the cool in you, Sean. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, next is Positive K with I Got a Man. The stalker song, I call the it. stalker song. He couldn't take no for an answer. Nope. She clearly had a man. She clearly said she had a man. She, she kept saying it. She doesn't want anything to do with him. She's all set. Nope. That actually is a decent album that that song is on. It's called The Skills That Pay the Bills. And uh, Pay um, our bills. A really good song on that is called How the Fuck Would You Know. <laughs> If I didn't tell you, how the fuck would you know? That's how that's what he says. And I'm like, you tell him positive K. How how would we know if you didn't tell us? Too bad we couldn't use that for a title. I know. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Montel Jordan. Oh, Montel. Two of my favorites were This Is How We Do It. Yeah. And I like. With the slick Rick intro. <laughs> yep. Slick Rick with your eye patch. <laughs> I like the way you walk. 
Sexy way you talk. Sean and I were trying to figure out if Slick Rick actually had an eye problem. And that's why he was wearing the eye patch. We don't know. We don't know. It could have just been a uh, gimmick for... That's quite a fashion him. statement. Mm-hmm. And how would he get around? Mm. Try covering your eye and going about your business. <laughs> I can't do it. My right eye is stronger than my left, so I'd have to cover my left if I did that. Oh. I can't see. <laughs> yeah, Montel stopped singing so he could go be a preacher. Preach! <laughs> he is. Hit your knee, hit the amen. Amen! <laughs> ABC, a.k.a. Another Bad Creation. And then there was a huge thing with ABC. Um, ABC, well, who was that? Crisscross? They had a they, ABC had a, a like a little battle with somebody. Yeah, I want to say it's crisscross. I'm trying to think if it's another group, like about the same amount of kids. I don't remember. See these '90s fads, <laughs> and they come and go. Crisscross had they wore their clothes backwards, which yeah. was bizarre. Try doing that today. That's bizarre. <clears throat> Your what? gimmick is weird. They wore the clothes backwards, and then when they sang, all they did was bring one one leg up and do one of these. <laughs> it's like they're walking like like this almost. Uh, like, yeah. It's like rock'em, sock'em robots. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. You don't have to bring your knees all the way up. Just do a little dance while you sing. Do a little dance? <laughs> Jesus, fuck. Tony, Tony, Tone. Yes. Feels I like good. Tony. Feels good. Um, if I had no loot. Anniversary. It never rains in Southern California. Tony, Tony, Tony had a bunch of hits. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Tonight? Did they have a song called Tonight? Or was... <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a song with DJ Quick. I think it was called Tonight. It's a good song. Might have been. <laughs> Might have been. I can't remember everything, you know. Oh, man. Yeah. <clears throat> I just remember the ones I listen to. Okay. I All right. Tonight. The other ones I do. Anniversary, I always use every year. <laughs> All right, we're moving down the list. H-Town. Body rocking, knocking them boots. That was like their only song, though. That and Lick You Up. Oh! Louie, Louie! <laughs> Fuck that girl. <laughs> Knock her boots. Oh, gosh. Yes. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> uh, if you say H-Town to me, my first thing is like body, knocking boots. That's like mm-hmm. the, the big song. The, the biggest one. Guy. <clears throat> Who's had um, Let's Chill. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other one I liked. I have, I think, one or two CDs <clears throat> by Guy. Oh, what was their big song? Damn. <laughs> See, I didn't do much prep because I figured like, oh... I listen to this music all the time. Yeah. I shouldn't need. I shouldn't need, but I, I do. I made this list in her car when we were he going, did. To, going by a CD I have in the car. He did, yeah. <clears throat> but you got guy, and then Aaron Hall went solo after that. Well, Aaron Hall, Aaron Hall, uh, he had that album called The Truth. Mm-hmm. that had I Miss You on it, which was like one of his big mm-hmm. things. There's another one, s- one whole like half of it. It's all slow songs. Oh. Then the other half's all fast songs. There was one. There was one song on that that was pretty good. It was a fast song. I can't remember what it is because I didn't prepare. <laughs> <laughs> so I know. So it's like we got like five minutes. Five minutes left. 
Joe Public. Oh, live and learn. Better live. <laughs> better learn. <laughs> you better learn. You can learn today. <clears throat> the other song on that album I liked was I Miss You. Oh, okay. The other ones I don't I don't. Know. I'm not aware of it. <laughs> Perhaps I'll check it out and listen to my own advice. <clears throat> Perhaps. Black Street. Black Street was awesome. Yes. Uh, until they got to the finally album. And then uh, it wasn't so awesome. I think I just had the first one. I had um, the first album that had Booty Call on it. And uh, what was the other song? Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, and then the next album had um, No Diggity on it. And then they did an album called Finally, which was like, eh, not very good at all. Maybe finally you should give up. <laughs> finally. <clears throat> Shut up. If you're at that point, give up. <laughs> Next, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Yes. They were big during the 90s. Yes, they were. His Individually cr- and together. His Chronic album was, everybody was rocking the Chronic album. The Day, Nothing But a G Thing. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Too low down, cheese goes crazy. Oh. Naughty by nature. My, I have a nephew who's um, 28, <clears throat> and Naughty by Nature is one of his favorite hip hop. Is down with OPP? Yeah. 1993. You know me? I, I know of you. <laughs> you know me for 18 years. Shit. <laughs> Yes. Boys to Men. Oh, my God. So many there, we can go with that one. Boys to Men. Right to the end of the road. Yeah. (laughs) And what's sad is that, like... Motown Philly. uh, Boys to Men was the first uh, group that I realized that, like... like, Oh, they got something going here. No, 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 not that. It's just I realized that, like, they're in danger of being overplayed. Hmm. Because they were on the radio every five minutes. Yeah. And my <clears throat> the uh, the prom, which I didn't go to, uh, <laughs> the, was the uh, end of the road. Oh, the prom song? Yeah. Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely was. Senior prom? Yeah, you're at the end of the road there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you can Get go Get ready now. for life. Get ready for life! <laughs> oh, you're not ready for life. Get ready to be an adult. Yeah. But yeah, they had a lot of hits. They did. It <clears throat> too many to name. And with that, Motown Philly. They yeah. Had, they had a, uh, a remix of that. Mm-hmm. And I liked the remix better than the original. Ah, huh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I heard the remix, too. Uh, my, let's see, about 1990 or 91. Mm-hmm. I had my appendix taken out, and I was in the hospital for a week. Oh, jeez. I had my own little, like, wing, sort of, of the hospital. <laughs> Sean had his own <laughs> wing built. Yeah, like the whole area, that whole corner was empty. Mm-hmm. I had the room to myself. They wheeled in a radio, so I got to listen to ninety four point five, and that's when I first heard the remix. Oh, okay. I'm like, wait a minute, this is different, and this is bad. I like this. <laughs> like bad meaning good. Bad meaning good. <laughs> you bad. And I now own that single. Cool. Thanks to eBay. Uh, another one I consider a one-hit wonder, Gerardo. Rico Suave. Yes. Yep. What else can you... We got nothing more to say about that. 
All right, what's next? Rex and effects. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rump Shaker was the yeah. big, uh, big song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yes. They had, yeah, they had some good hits. Yeah, they had a couple good songs. Uh, Troop. They were huge, too. I, I'm unfamiliar with that. <laughs> uh, spread Your Wings. Um, whatever It Takes to Make You Stay. Mm-hmm. They had a video for that. That was a big one. That's one of my favorites. Uh, their earlier album had uh, a couple of good ones on it. Can't remember the name of it at the minute. <laughs> <clears throat> right now we're just on a time crunch, so. Yeah, we are on a time crunch. We're going to let you folks go pretty soon, so hang in there. Digital Underground. Humpty Dance. Do actually, what you like. Actually, my favorite Digital Underground song is Same Song. Mm-hmm. That was and another big hit. it was the first song Tupac ever rapped on. Yeah. That's the way it started. Yep. Humpty gave him a chance, and then he went solo. <laughs> <clears throat> well, you can only do so much in the Digital Underground, you know? Hammer. Oh, Hammer. <laughs> you know, you can shake your head at MC Hammer, but in the 90s, he was huge. Mm-hmm. The fuck he had in Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> Please, Hammer, don't hurt him. That was a big album. Can't touch it. No, but I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Insert joke here. <laughs> Can't touch this. I never asked. <laughs> Just give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I never asked, sir. Jeez. Last Fooshnickens. The Fooshnicks. I have their greatest hits. Um, admittedly. Um, <laughs> allegedly, admittedly. Allegedly, admittedly. Yes. One of the big ones was with Shaquille O'Neal. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? They had Ring the Alarm. They had... Uh, oh. I don't know Ring the one. Alarm. What's up, Doc? Can we rock? <laughs> they, had a, they, had a, they had a couple of uh, songs. I can't remember them because I'm trying to remember them. It'll come to me later. Probably when, I'm, when I can't sleep. <laughs> yeah, one day they're rapping with Shaquille and Neil, and now mm-hmm. these days Shaquille's doing commercials for body pain pads and bandages and shit. <laughs> There's something to be said for Icy Hot. At least he, <laughs> at least the product's good. It's got me through, I tell you. Oh. So there you go, kicking it old school. Oh, 90s jams. Boop. Nice. All right. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us for a little while. Yay, hanging. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week. Damn white roll. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? That was, like, that was like somebody drive by yelling. Like, this is comedian who had this old joke about Christopher Cross. It's like, Christopher Cross, the only drive by singer. Once in your life. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to shut up now because it's time to shut up, and I'm going to go take a nap. Sean's got something to tell you. <laughs> tell him what's up, Sean. Uh, go check out these these songs that we mentioned, and uh, we got everything. <laughs> Wait for me. Bye-bye. Peace. <laughs>